Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Skill Riders podcast episode. This is number 216. I am here joined by my guest, Daniel Valencia. What's up, Daniel? How you doing? Edgar, how you doing? Always a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, man. Pretty good. I'm excited to have you back on. I mean, this it's, you know, from when we did the first podcast, we did it over the phone, uh, audio interview, but now it's dope because now video and I mean, a lot of cool things just happened not too long ago. Uh, you just attended the GSL, which is something that we're going to get into for sure. Definitely. You know, I, I always thought um, Edgar only interviewed me through the phone because of my ugly ass face. But I'm like, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, no, dude, it's, for me. Yeah, I mean, it, this, this is one of the things why I like doing the uh, now the video, you know, podcast, because we get to I- interact more. I get to see the builds. Um, and also like some things behind the scenes, you know, exactly. uh, and we get to know more uh, the builder because, you know, before we were used to seeing just the photographs of the artistry of a model builder. And then right. later we start to hear the audio and now we're, we're going to full perspective with the photo. Now, now you get to put video. a face with the model, right? There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Nah, that's cool, man. And um, so it's been what, a week now since the the gsl well we're getting yes. close to right close to to being a week yes yeah. how do you how do you feel right now do you still feel a little exhausted from that weekend to now you're still recovering or you know what you're absolutely right i haven't thought about it now until now that you said it. but you know when you used to be young and you used to go out and party like a hangover would be gone in a few <laughs> hours now a hangover lasts for like three months yeah you feel it you know dude those I put myself through through a lot of pressure um, before GSL, and I'm actually working on a on a somewhat like a documentary of of when I was building the car, it, all these problems and issues that I was finding with building it, and try to make it a GSL. Um, you know, GSL started uh, on Thursday, right? It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I finished the car on on Thursday. And started packing up things and 12 hour drive, dude. That's yeah, how it crazy. was. Because I still remember, you know, asking you the question like, hey, um, are you planning on going to SoCal Open or GSL? Like, you know, you being a local native here of Southern California exactly. and it's right in your backyard, SoCal Open. But then again, hearing that this is the last one in Salt Lake City. I had to. Was it was it was it hard to make that decision of where to go? Uh, it wasn't, dude, because I really, since it, I, I only heard about GSL by all these. And and actually, I got a lot of information through your podcast. Oh, nice. Because uh, GSL was this kind of like a ghost for me. Like, oh, everybody talks about it, but no one really gets into it, you know. And I believe that the reason why is because it's so far. It's kind of like one of those shows that you hear, like, when I started hearing about NNL, for example, I've never been to one and I was like, okay, must be a cool show. But then everybody begins to do it is the best and this and that. So when I heard what it was, I started doing a little bit of research and then they were like, this is the last one. I'm like, I have to go. I have to go see what, what the whole fuss is about and not even one ounce of disappointment. Man, what a trip. Yeah, I, I wish I, I would have had that opportunity to go as well, especially like it being the last one. But just like you said, I, I didn't 
really know too much of it. I had heard of it. I had heard people say, you know, I even uh, like John Teresi once told me, he's on uh, the GSL. That's like the Super Bowl of like all model shows. Yeah. You know, in the in the in the count in the country, you know, and I was like, for real? I was like, all right. But I had never seen any content or anything. Right. Until now. So, you know. In, in this, this being in the country, I started noticing that a lot of people will come from other countries. Dude, they have people from Puerto Rico, Canada. There was a British guy, I believe, like people from all over the world. And I don't think anywhere in, in America, the continent, not the, the country, you know, the US, the USA, uh, I don't think they, they ever put a, a scale model this big only for cars. For example, Mexico has huge scale models, like people from Central and South America, even from the US, go and compete in Mexico. In, uh, in in the main capital, Distrito Federal. But I don't think they put up, you know, like a, like a huge only cars show, and especially with the, with the quality that, that you see at GSL. So this thing has to be worldwide. Man, that's, that's such a trip. Yeah. You know, um, for, for like this experience, you know, go, going to it, it's being the last one. And, um, you know, you... Uh, you, you created some history, you know, uh, like for yourself, but also for the event because of the awards. Can you tell us like what were some words that were shared, um, you know, there to you regarding like the event with, you know, with what you got, like on those awards for your cars? Yeah, um, it's uh, it's thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, it's crazy that you said that. Um, in in different in different shows, uh, you've seen me. We, we met at different shows and everything. And you know, whenever I win something, I I am happy about it. You know, I am yeah. super grateful, and I just go and do my clown ass whatever. You know, and and it's it's fun. Over here, I I honestly was not expecting what happened. I I I was like, and and I kept hearing it from from even from your podcast. Like, if you ever win a fourth. It's a huge honor. I was like, <laughs> at least I have to get a Ford, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still an amazing show just to go there and the adventure and everything, right? But when I started getting the awards, I was like, okay, I, dude, I don't know. There's a video. I hope you can see it. But when I'm walking back from the last award, Dude, I I'm, I think I'm hyperventilating. I have to like excel and my, my legs are shaking. I don't know if yeah. you can see it. Um, I missed the photograph from one because I'm so nervous and so Dang. couldn't believe it. Mm. And when I, when the whole thing was, you know, done, I was actually uh, doing homework, sitting on the, on, the, on the main, you know, event. Yeah. At my table, we're looking at me like, bro pay attention and i was like sorry you know going at homework with my laptop dude so everything ended i picked up my stuff we left one of the i forgot his name this gentleman uh he approached me and he was like uh he's like daniel and i'm like yes he said uh i have been you know one of the organizers for this uh, event for the longest time and I'm like, okay, nice to meet you. I thought he was just, you know, saying who he was and everything. And he's like, uh, I have never, ever, ever seen you here or seen your name in, in the 
a DSL? And I'm like, no, it is my first one. He's like, okay. And he mentioned that. He's like, do you know that you made history? And I was like, um, why? And he said, you attended the very last one. I said, okay. He said, you brought three models and got four awards. It's like getting getting an award here is a little difficult. And you brought so little at the very last one. It's your first one. And, you know, you got these big ones. Like that is a little bit of history. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Like, come, don't tell me that stuff. Because I was already, you do it, like passing out. It was a great, great honor to 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 have, you know, gotten that. Man, congratulations, dude. That's, that's so dope. I, I feel like, you know, like you guys attending it and then also other modelers, like there's other uh, people from Instagram that I'm friends with that were there. And I, I almost feel, and I know that for sure, um, being there and leaving, it changed the perspective of like how you're going to be building now. Yes, 100%. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, inspirations for sure, but but you're getting to see the level of work that's there, right? And yeah. and it just like just being exposed to that, it definitely it changes your perspective. What's you know? I will I, down down the the road. I will explain to you. I had a conversation with a couple of gentlemen. One of those that always you know, I think one of them won one or two best of shows at GSL back in the day, and he was talking to another gentleman that they build their own stuff. Right? They were talking about seven, eight, ten thousand dollar little lathes that they utilize to make their own parts. I'm like, it's not just the level of quality on on their as, as a craftsmanship, you know, as, as artists and builders and everything. Dude, the money they put on this hobby, I was like, at that point, guys, you, you can start a business and start selling the parts. And they're like, yeah, but then you focus too much on the business and then you're not building and, you know, all this stuff. It, it was like yeah, a so conversation. True. Mm-hmm. But, dude, the, the machinery they're utilizing just to create these high-end models, I was like... Whoa. Yeah, like all the parts, it's all homemade and everything. Incredible. It's crazy, man. Like, I mean, think about it. I'm, I'm assuming maybe some of them are like, might be retired. Oh, and, yeah. and it's like, maybe, hopefully we get to that point where we're retired now we were dropping ends on lates and we we have to win the lotto dude like seriously buy all these kids and yeah yourself at this stuff yeah yeah man that's that's so cool man it, it, it's crazy like you know when when you start seeing all the small details and like parts and i mean when i see your work you know i'm, I'm blown away and i'm just like like I, I get inspired you know and and it's like the recent build that even that i did um, there, there's a lot of stuff that attention that went into it that I really didn't put that kind of attention in, into like my builds, right? I was more focused on on the paint and like the clear coat job and all that, but I wasn't really focusing, you know, too much on the interior, on the wheels, you know, on engine on, and, you know, any much of that. And, you know, when you said some words to me, when you were saying like, you got to treat each section or each part, like it's its own model, you know, that took a big effect to me where I was like, all right, cool. Um, I can't just kind of skip and, and, and like cut corners on, you know, little things just to get the overall look at the end. I got to definitely like, you know, enjoy and, and like learn. 
and uh, and like just add to each section there you you have said so many things dude that e even though you know from the last podcast like you know all those words those were my the way i see models right you know we were talking about all that stuff and and yeah i treat each little part as if you can leave it anywhere and if anybody sees it oh that looks like a real steering wheel you know and not just a plastic that something right but every every model that i build i try to beat my previous model i try to get into more and more and more difficult stuff i have noticed that um sometimes people oh, i'm not good at paint so i'm going to stress on what i'm good at and i am the opposite i'm like if i'm not good at something i am tackling it because doing and doing repeating what you already know how to do it's 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 cool you know you perfect it but then kind of like you're just bringing the previous it's like a like a stamp you know you're just stamping models and and the, the same mold is being repeated so the opal truck it was the last model that um and i was explaining it on 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 willie's um uh little interview that we had The Opal truck was the last model that I actually did as a static thing, you know, without any movement, no moving parts. It has a lot of detail. And in a certain way, it's easy because it's just chilling there, right? So after the Opal, I'm like, I have to step it up. So that's when I build the Mercedes Benz, the tow truck. And the reason to after the tow truck was bringing the all the detail you know quality from the opal truck but now with parts that you can move and open and kind of like a more dynamic model if you know what i'm saying right like like all these parts move but at the same time they hold that extreme detail so that was the mercedes Benz, you know the the next step on the on the detail stuff now the Catalina, dude, I started noticing what you guys do with paint. I honestly, at the beginning, I thought, oh, you know, a, a can and that's it, throw stickers and it looks cool, right? But then I started noticing like, and when Willie started explaining how all these coats and taping, I was like, come on, you guys gotta be freaking crazy. <laughs> So in a way, that was like my next step. I'm like, I'm not good at paint. I have to now conquer paint, you know? And, and yeah. then I started doing all this stuff. So you, I'm kind of like showing you the evolution of my reasoning to-, to build, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's that's so cool. So so I, three cars that you took there. Um, can we uh, get a little preview? Can you show us and explain to us no. the, 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 the three cars that you took? <laughs> All right, sorry guys, I'm on my laptop, but uh, I'm gonna keep it around, all right? So, okay, hold on. Let me get this thing going, disconnected, and I'll fix the light. Let me know if you can see it, okay? So, this is the Mercedes Benz. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah, I, I can see it okay. there. Perfect. So this is the, so the Mercedes Benz, this one won best in class. So this was competing in the commercial, military, all that stuff, heavy equipment, right? 
And, you know, because of the, it's not a race truck, it's not all this, anything. It's just a hauler pulling up, you know, a, a race car, but it's considered, you know, commercial and, and heavy duty, right? So this one, I got the, the best in class for that. Then the Opel truck, the famous Opel truck. This is the one you've seen at, at different shows. So with this one, um, the cool thing I got, this was competing in, in competition, in circle track. So I got the best in class for, for, you know, for the whole category. But the cool thing about this one, it's the, the interior. And I believe you have a few pictures. This one, I got the master award for best interior of the show with this one. Uh, fun fact, when... <laughs> When I went to pick up this uh, award, I, I think I have the video. I hope you can hear it. But Mr. Mr. What's his name? Mark, Mark Gustafson. He was like, you are freaking crazy. Like, how did you pack all those wires and stuff inside, you know, the, the, this little cabin? Because it, you can barely see through the windows, right? And there's all kinds of stuff. So... This is the one that did the best. Uh, it got a first in class and a master's award. And then the Catalina, my latest, you know, the one that uh, that I fight barely finished to go and compete. So this one got uh, the best paint of the show. And the reason why, because all the handwork that I actually ended up doing, let me see if I can put it close and if you can see it. If it doesn't go out of focus. Can you see it? Yeah, I, I can see it. I'm just trying to stay quiet so it zooms in on the uh, on the screen there. Exactly. Uh, tell, tell us about the paint job. So, you know, the, the whole low writing thing, uh, the paint and, and, and how it goes. You, you guys at this point know more than I do, but... When he was explained to me, you know, um, Willie, by the way, helped me so much, you know, accomplishing all this stuff. He took me to, to Coast Airbrush and um, all that uh, that crazy stuff with, with real paint and all that stuff. And, and he started explaining, okay, so first you code it, you know, the codes that are you're going to look at the end, you have to start covering them at the beginning. So you kind of like work on it on, on a reverse. I was like, okay. And then the ratios, and you use this for these candies and glitters and this. And, dude, it was overwhelming at the beginning. I was like, okay, let me go buy some stuff. And then I'll start experimenting and asking questions, right? So I was all the time, bro, okay, you said this. Like, no, that is called intermediate code, the SG, whatever. You cannot use that. I'm like, oh, okay. So then I was like, okay, I had to step it up. I've seen the beautiful works on, on lowriders all over the place. I'm like, how can I step outside that? It, it's impossible. Like everything has been done. Then um, I noticed that a lot of the lowriders, uh, the theme is the Aztec theme, right? The, 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 you know, the background of, of Mexican ancestry. So I was like, well, my ancestry, I'm from Guatemala. My ancestry is Mayans. I, I live, you know, a few minutes, not minutes, hours from, from Tikal, the main, uh, you know, nest of civilization of the, of the Mayan empire. And I was like, okay, I'll do it Mayan. So while doing all this research, I started looking at all the artwork and I'm like, 
I think I can draw that. So I started doing a bunch of experiments on different, uh, I have like spaceships. I was like painting them and doing, practicing, you know, all these little, until I, I finally figured it out. So after codes and after tests, I bought like 10 of those little 0 0.0 something markers. I think I have one around here. I'll look for one. 0 0.03 markers, 0 0.03. They're a hair. And I sat down and started, you know, scroll by scroll, little by little, uh, doing it until I kind of like got the hang of it and I went with it. So that was the first challenge, protecting the work in order to, to be able to play around with it. And by the way, dude, remember the, um, the, the box that you gave me, like the 62, you were like, dude, you can use these spare parts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Check this out. I thought, I thought that you had the Catalina body and you were going to add the 62 bubble top. And until recently, I found your video where you did the, the opposite. You're using the 62 body with the Catalina rooftop. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what? I don't have it here. I, I don't know what I did with it, but uh -huh. that body, dude, the, 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 the one that you gave me, that's yeah. the one that I used. That was my, my dummy. That's oh, the one nice. I used to mess it up and to mm -hmm. practice all my stuff. And when I finally figure it out on that one, yeah. I translated it to the to the real one. So Dang. thank you. The canvas. Yeah. <laughs> and you you know what? Now that we're on this, thank you for that. I am going to to give it back to you. It's all you know, scratch. Yeah, I'll keep it. <laughs> but I think it's gonna be some kind of like a good memory, you know. Yeah. Of the stuff that we that's use. pretty cool damn you, that's crazy um you know what you're you're telling me you're giving me the backsides or all of us that are watching the backside story to the artwork like it, you know mayan like adding yes. that to it um not too long ago uh, i want to say maybe like about maybe a month ago or so um with with my fiance and her cousin you know they're also um their heritage from guatemala too oh nice, nice. They, they were like hey let's go to um um Show like next to USC, the we, we went to the Mayan um exhibit. Exhibit, I heard about it. We want to go check it out, and like I took photos. I, I haven't sent, I was gonna send them to you. Oh, uh, I, 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 was, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna wait because I saw some some like really cool stuff, and they had all these different models and different little things that they were showing in yeah. artwork and everything. And right now, when you were showing that, I'm like, hmm, all right, I see, I see a connection here. Okay. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, let me see if I have it here. I'll look for it right now. Oh, here. I bought this actually in Guatemala. Oh, dang. So this is carved on, on Mayan. It's from, uh, I forgot the name of, the, of that speci uh, specific group that they do it. But the whole thing is carved with Mayan, you know, art. So I don't know if you notice at the, the exhibit. So Mayans, they liked to use a blue. And they were, all these archaeologists, they were trying to figure out where the hell did these guys grab all this blue stuff from? It's not from plants. It's not from this. And then after the years, they discovered that there were like these caves and some kind of corrosion and minerals created this blue color. So these dudes were like scraping these caves and oh, then wow. mixing all their stuff. And they were using 
this blue on their art. Mm -hmm. So that's why the car, and by the way, the, the name that I, oh, I didn't show the bottom. Oh, let's see, let me zoom in. All right, say, say some words, it zooms in. Okay, off. okay, there we go, there we go. Hello, hello, testing, <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the whole bottom. So you, if you see, if you look at the car, so the car I named it, um, I did the research and in Mayan, yaks, it's a, it's a word that you can use for blue or green because you know, blue and green are kind of like the similar, same, same color, right? Uh, if you go to a certain hue of, of blue, it turns into green and vice versa. So yaks to the Mayans was like blue or a little bit of green and they, they admired and they, um, worship the jaguars because they they used to believe that they were gods the jaguars so jaguars and quetzales the bird they were like the mayan main you know animals so this car i named it yaks balam which is blue jaguar and hence you know you can see all the jaguar patterns on the on on all of the of the sides a little bit of here's the hood i'll show you the hood So you can see all the on the on the turquoise color in the center. There's jaguar patterns too. And I actually told Willie that I wanted to to do a Mayan theme, but at the same time I wanted to use one of my mom's favorite colors, which it was turquoise. She loved the the color turquoise, right? It, which is this kind of like a green blue weird color, but it's it's kind of like it's nice. So I told Willie, and Willie's like, let's go. We'll go to Coast, uh, Coast Airbrush. And he knows everybody there. So he introduced me to these gentlemen. And the guy's like, which color are you looking for? Is it for a lowrider? Okay. So Willie explained the whole thing. Dude, this guy begins to get all these bottles. And, and he mixed uh, the turquoise. I have it here somewhere. He mixed this little bottle. Dude, the color came out so beautiful. This metallic with a little bit of a uh, very fine glitter, you know, very, very fine metallic pieces. It came out beautiful. I'm like, I have to use the, the, the thing on the car. So the car has blue, has green and a touch of red. The, the Quetzal, the bird, it's green with a red chest. So that's kind of like the symbol from the Mayan. So that's why the, the colors on the car. Damn, that's dope, dude. I like that. There's a lot of thought that went into that. And it's like, it's very meaningful. It's not just, I picked out these colors because I thought they were cool and, and bam, you know? It's a whole <laughs> thought process dude, behind the car, every single detail. That Another very difficult thing that I found, and I saw it everywhere. Dude, I did so many hours of, of YouTube watching lowriders and these guys build their cars, build videos. Um, the LA show, you know, they're, they're filming everything. And I was like, how can I duplicate the metal engraving? I was like, how can I do it? How can I do it? And after all these processes, dude, I tried it so many times. I finally nailed it. Like the microscopic engraving up to scale because this engraving is to, to scale on, on the actual car and it's chrome. So it came out pretty good. Yeah. Um, watch. I'm going to, as you're speaking, I'm going to, I'm going to try to like find, um, 
a photo that I wanted to show you from the, uh, oh, here we go. Let me see if I could upload this one. From the Mayan. Yeah. See the background? Let's see. That so, looks so cool. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So this is supposed to be uh, what I, from what I read, it's like, it's like a mask, like crawling like a, like a jaguar. Um, mm -hmm. Let me see what else I got. Um, Oh, I like this right here. I don't know. I, the display was dope, bro. It was like super dope. Things that we saw there um, at the um, at the exhibit. This is those this one, the one, the bigger one. You see that one is facing the other one. These temples. One is called the Temples of Masks, Templo de las Máscaras, and the other one. Oh, I forgot the name. In one of these ruins, when you go to Tikal, one of these ruins, when you go all the way up. Yeah, there's a, there's a metal ladder, uh, like a ladder, dude, really old, really rusty. The guys from what's his name, George Lucas, mm -hmm. from Star Wars, they yeah. installed that thing when they filmed Star Wars in Tikal. There's there's a scene I forgot which movie is it that there's all these ships taking off to into space, right? But they filmed that scene in Tikal. So one of those temples that you showed right now. Has a has a ladder, a metal ladder that these guys install, and it's still there. <laughs> man, that's crazy. pretty dope. You yeah, know, um, man, that that's so cool. Though I, I like that you're sharing that though about the uh, about the car. You know, uh, because it, you know it's like you're adding uh, a part of like heritage, you know, to and history with things. Uh, I, I didn't know about about that about what you were saying about the blue, about the color how they were getting that and they're trying to figure out like how do they get this color exactly that's, that's pretty crazy that's pretty dope um in like you know i wanted to get into uh the the truck you know you showed us you showed us um a, a visual uh, earlier a little sneak peek uh you know i want to post up uh some photos in the backdrop right now and uh, if you could um get into that Let's see. So the, this truck right here, the interior, the Opal, you got two awards for it. Exactly, for this one. So this one, okay, so what you're looking at, um, I think I explained, I think I told uh, you on my previous, well, if not. So I bought this truck. It's a 124th, and this is a World War II truck. It's an Opal Blitz, and this is the, the truck that... Uh, the Germans were using as a, as a mule, you know, it was their, their cargo truck. They used to transport all kinds of stuff in World War II. So I, I, I built war stuff, right? So when I saw it and in 124th, I was like, I got to have this. But the package was open. The, the model was open. So the guy sent it to me. He's like, I think it's missing some stuff. Some stuff might be broken. I was only able to salvage the chassis, the engine, and the cabin. The rest is all 100% either scratch build or from other models or, you know, PE or you name it. it. It's in there. So when I was converting it to a race truck, my problem was I want to pack so much uh, detail inside the cabin that at the end, when I paint the cabin, I'm not going to be able to cover all this detail because one little piece of masking tape that gets in there. Look at those little buttons and decals. Dude, it's going to rip everything off. 
So I was like, how do I build it? How do I build it? That was one of my big problems by building this truck. So on the previous picture, you can see that the, the interior is assembled and I'm kind of like building it from the chassis up. So I had to paint all the panels from the interior outside, do the decals, do the clear, and then assemble it and make it look like if it was, you know, done after. It, it was very, very tricky to finish this truck, but yeah, there you can see it's a little out of focus, unfortunately, but I, I packed so many, many details that you cannot even see. So this, this actual, you know, pictures help. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. Just seeing all the, the details like all those like small decals man it's it's uh, such a trip they have an eye for that to fitting all that stuff in there and then even the uh the engine you know it's like that process just building it up one piece at a time adding color you know adding the decals and then later adding the wiring <laughs> and everything else that's crazy another another little story now that you're showing this so i'm i'm talking to and by the way uh little shout out just a parenthesis all these amazing people that i met at gsl you guys if you're hearing this thank you for making my first gsl experience so amazing dude it's insane like the atmosphere edgar that you since you walk in it's this like brotherhood you know like everyone's welcoming you and 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 it's it's kind of like a big group of people enjoying the exact same it, it was really cool so I'm talking to someone, right, about this and models and, yeah, ideas and, and having a good time. And this gentleman goes and he's like, uh, excuse me, uh, very, very serious, right? Are you the owner or are you the builder of the truck that da, 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 right? The oval truck. I'm like, the one over there, you know, that's disassembled? Yes. I'm like, yeah, I need you for a minute. Come here. I'm like, whoa, okay. So I walk with him. So we get, look at this picture. He goes, explain the engine. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> what, the colors or what did I use? Or no, no, no. Explain how that engine works. I'm like, oh, um, like, why did I build it like this? Yeah, because I, this is obviously not, you know, a kit. So why did you build it like this? I'm like, okay, so. My inspiration was, you know, race trucks from this and that. So this is a diesel. He's like, I can see it's a diesel. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm getting upset, <laughs> right? Yeah. I was like, what the hell? So I'm like, but why Why the turbos and why the pipe is coming here? And I was like, okay, check this out. Long time ago, doing the research for the truck, I came across an, a, a diesel engine that it had some kind of like an internal supercharger that was feeding uh, an, a set of, it was only two turbos, right? Also, it's a compound system. I'm like, yeah, it's a compound system, you know? Boost goes on top of another boost producer and it pulls more boost on the engine. But why does your exhaust have wires? I'm like, when you're fine tuning an engine, you know, you need to get readings from the exhaust individually to see how much CO2 you have, how much oxygen, how much. He's like, well, I'm a race engineer. And, and yeah, I think it makes sense. And I was like, okay, but he was so aggressive, dude. Like he was like, why is your engine like this? It was, it was so cool. Yeah, it was, a, it was like a test. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Damn, imagine if you would have been like, oh, I just did it because I thought it was this cool. Oh, he would have like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> throw it away. Man, that's that's a trip. And um, the uh, the other vehicle that you had shown us uh, was your Mercedes. The, uh, that's the one. Yeah, this one's nice, man. The hauler. So this one here, um, there's a lot of uh, scratch building that went into this. Uh, so this one, dude. So again, this is the first model that I really said, okay, I got to step it up from the Opal, from the previous truck, you know? On this one, it looks like a box, right? It looks just like a truck sitting with a damn car on the back. But the whole cabin, you know where it says the number 25 on top of the front tire? All that wide body is made from parts of Formula Ones. You can, yeah, this is a better view. You can see the the white body going through the bottom, that whole thing is scratch build. Uh, the cabin lifts and, and that whole section on top of the tire kind of like follows the cabin to display the engine. The whole rear platform uh, slides back and at the same time has a, a system that it looks like cricket legs that extend. So the platform not only tilts, but it kind of like drops. And when it drops, it changes the angle because, you know, the Mercedes-Benz is a race car. So race cars are so low that they hit everywhere. A little slope and they, they hit. So that's why the, the whole platform needs to drop. So not only just slide, but it kind of like that has that tilt and it drops the platform. So the car can load in and then, you know, it goes back in. And then... Inside the cabin, I added a little phone and it has the, the cable and it's charging on the on the dash. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> and dude, inside the cup holders, I have uh by the way, if you guys you know want to try it, uh that lead wire, there's the 20,000, 25,000, 15,000. I started slicing it with uh with a very sharp uh exacto knife and I did coins, so I threw coins inside the cup holders on the on this Mercedes Benz, <laughs> but um, this is the first one that I actually did that with a lot of motion, you know. Yeah, as far as like you know, adding like those details right now, how you said like cutting so to make like the coins, right? When when all those things are those kind of just things that just happen in that moment as you're going, you're just like, why not? Let's just do it, or is it already kind of pre-planned or, or just improvised? So I was working on the on the truck and on the interior. And I was like, I have seen all these guys put magazines, which to me, it's so cool because they even fold it and it looks like a real little magazine sitting there. I'm like, so that's been done. Okay, what else can I add? I was like a, a laptop. I'm gonna add a laptop because all these, and by the way, this kind of like crew we used to, to roll like this with a race car on the back. Dude, you have your bags, you have your, equipment you're working a, a bunch of radios i was gonna build my own little like walkie-talkie radios that they use at the track and i was like but with a, such a modern truck like this all that stuff goes on the back all the equipment they're so sophisticated that they have like drawers and all this stuff right i'm like so that wouldn't be on the cabin what would be on the cabin well the damn phone everybody charges their phones on the cabins right so i was like okay i'm gonna add a cell cell phone and then I was going through the cup holders and I'm like, what can I throw in here? I was like, coins. Everybody has coins on the damn cup holders. So I started doing the coins. And then in between the seats, 
I scratch built a, uh, a Sparkle bag. It's kind of like a travel bag. And it has the logo, you know, Sparkle, which is from racing. And then on the side, it has AMG, which is, you know, the whole Mercedes-Benz thing. So it's it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I bet when people see that, you know, they, they recognize like brands like Sparkle and all, and like all the little details are probably asked like, yo, where'd you get that? You know, exactly. the, I bet you that I get asked a lot. Where'd you get that? And it's like, no, I made it. Exactly. Exactly. They, they, it's the first question, like who sells it or, you know, and when I tell them, I, I, I scratch build a lot of stuff. It, it's kind of like an old art dude, but it's so... It's so open to do whatever you want. You can make it look like something. And, and it actually allows you to. It's just a little bit of creativity, you know, and, and you can get yeah. away with that. Yeah, and then it's very rewarding at the end when people recognize it or they see it, you know. Um, it's almost like someone looking through the model that's taking the time to look in there. They find those little Easter eggs, all these little things like, oh, look, look what's here. That's a trip. When do you feel was the time when you were like, all right, I need to start adding all these like little things here. Like, you know, when you started to step it up on, on the builds. That's a very good question. I was actually thinking about because, you know, you get so lost in your next build, your next build, your next build. You pretty much kind of like don't look back. I have all my models here and you you don't really look back to, oh, I remember when I built this. I built a, uh, it's a Le Mans car. It's an Audi. Uh, that is a 20, 2010 winner. It's a diesel, a diesel car. And I remember that the engine is so simple. It's a Re Rebel kit. So when you build it, it looks like crap, dude. It, I was like, come on, I have to add something. And then I added and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it look like the real car. When I went to look at the real car, I'm like, come on. That looks like spaghetti, dude. You know, all these crap on top of everything. And I'm like, how do you even work on a car like that? So that's when I started. Okay, I have to figure it out. Dude, I started by stretching sprue and trying to bend it. It will break. It was a nightmare to do wiring like that. Then I started doing the sprue around you know, different things. So, so you will already have curves. That's when I started actually detailing my, my models. Dang. And then, you know, you attend a lot of uh, shows as well, like one-on-one scale. And, you know, when you, when you go to one of these shows, what's kind of your, uh, like your plan, like when, you know, you're going to this show, is it just to look, or is it like, you know, I got to take photos, I got to take video. You know, I am the weird guy who's sticking his head in between the tires and under. <laughs> the, I am yeah. that guy. Like, look at the car. You don't. Why the hell are you looking on the? I'm looking at bolts. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, when I used to fabricate, I was amazed by by the work other people do in fabrication, brother. These guys have this pride, like real fabricators. They have these. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not fabrication. It's an art, you know. <laughs> but when you see them TIG weld, their welds look like really like machines. Yeah. Like machine did the, the welding. So I used to look a lot of uh, at race cars, how they do their carbon fiber panels and uh, the metal. And this is Inconel. This is, you know, uh, titanium and stuff like that. So you're right. When I go to shows, that's what gets my attention, how to to build a car, you know? And yeah. then I bring it to. 
to the models. Yeah, because yeah, like, you know, at, at shows, you know, when people are there to show like a car, they, they get it cleaned up, the presentation, you know, they want it to look a certain way. And then you get to see other cars. It's not really too much that. It's more of a raw look. Like, you know, this is the this is the way we drive it or the how we race it. Raw. And, yeah. And, and you start to see all these, like, different things. But like you said, you know, you look underneath, you peek. Do you also uh, like to, like, meet some of the owners of some of the cars if they're hanging around to maybe ask, like, questions or just say what's up? Yes. That's cool. Oh, and- where, where you can do that a lot, um, and I really recommend, dude, if you can ever do a Formula Drift uh, mm-hmm. event, the cars that they have there are insane. You know, the horsepower and the drivers. It's not You're not just looking at cars pass and pass and pass. These mm-hmm. guys are dancing in, in such huge amounts of horsepower. And when they go back to, to their pits, dude, you can walk in the cars like pretty much move, you know, because you're walking in front of it. You can go to the pits. They're disassembling all these broken parts. Sometimes they give you the parts like, oh, you know, souvenir, yeah. like with a fender, you know, like. It's carbon fiber piece. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, definitely. So Formula Drift is very fun. They do one in uh, Irwindale here in Southern California. They do Irwindale. And Long Beach, so either or, you should uh-huh. try the ten one. Hey, well, tell me, I'm I, I want to go with you to one of these. Let's shows. do it. Oh, let's do it. I want to. I want to check it out. October or November will be uh, Airwindale. Okay. Let's let's plan ahead. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be dope, man. Fun. I mean, I've I've, ne- I've never gone. I've never gone, but I feel like you you would probably like introduce it, like you know, make it official, like yo, this is this is how it is. When when I started. Uh, my first thing, dude, when I when I was a car guy, you know, my first thing was muscle cars. I was like, oh, Mopars and Camaros and, you know, big machines and everything. And my brother was like, let's go watch Formula Drift. I'm like, come on, dude, go watch those. And ging, 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 nah. To me, that was nothing. I was like muscle and drag race, right? Let's go. Let's go. I'm like, no, nah, that's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Finally, it's like, okay, I'll buy you the ticket. So we're getting the tickets at Irwindale. Have you seen the oval track at Irwindale? Yeah. Okay. So next to the oval track, there's the, the little, you know, the building where you buy the tickets, the wheel call and all that stuff, right? Dude, we're buying the tickets and I'm like, they're like, dude, like, oh, man. You know? <laughs> and dude, I hear these two engines. Wah, like, a, like, I'm like, oh, there's drag racing here because of oh, the loud V8 noises, right? Mm-hmm. I turn around, Edgar. And I'm seeing this smoke coming in. I run to the edge to see through the fence. These two cars, dude, pass right in front of me going, I'm not kidding you, like 70 miles an hour sideways. Dang. When they went in front of me sideways at that speed, I was like, I'm hooked. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> I, I seriously thought it was like cars just ging, 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 you know, no, dude, it's nah. aggressive. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, so but, to, for but to see it in person, it's a oh. huge impression, huge impact on. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So totally recommend it, guys. Yeah, I feel like I need to I need to see uh, some cars in action, you know, especially I, I'm I know for sure for myself to change my perspective to be like, I want to build one of those. Yeah. You know? 
Definitely, definitely. And then and then oh, start looking into the to the details like what kind of engine is in there? Yeah. All the swaps. Yeah, all the swaps. Yeah, dude. Nah, it, it uh it sounds exciting. It sounds like it would be a, a fun time. Um you know, as far as like the uh going back to like the, the GSL, I remember when I hit you up, I I for some reason thought that you were already gonna be there from like the first day, like the Thursday. Like leaving maybe like Wednesday into Thursday. And I don't I forgot what day I hit you up, but I hit you up and you were like, oh, we're going to leave like later, like around this time. And I was like, damn, I was like thinking you probably had to work or something. Dude. OK, so I was going to sleep like around 3, 4 a.m. working on the Catalina because I was not going to have that thing done. Imagine I, I finished Thursday. Right. And. In in Willie's uh, interview, I, I kind of like said it because, dude, on Wednesday, it was Wednesday, and I'm trying to line up one of the doors. Everything's assembled. Everything's perfect. Working on the fine little details, and I'm working on the door, and I'm bothered, dude, that one of the magnets, it was lifting the door. I'm like, go down. It will lift again. I'm like, Ugh. So I'm trying to adjust it. I break the hinge, and the whole thing falls off. I'm like, okay. And when that happened, I scratched the corner of the paint on the fender and on the on the door. I was like, I'm just going to slam this model on the wall. dude. I'm just going to kill it, you know. And I call Willie, oh, I'm not going to this shit. This is bullshit. And Willie's like, calm down, bro. You're going to fix it. No, it's not going to get fixed. All my chances of doing anything, you know. So... Finally, I fixed it Thursday, um, Wednesday, Thursday, I was doing the last things. And thanks to, to Kristen, because she took most of the driving, dude, because I was like so tired of all these weeks, going to work, building late, going to work, building late and doing homework. So Thursday, we we drove the whole night. Da, 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 da. We got there at 9 a.m., no breakfast, no sleep. We went in, the models were broken, dude. All these bouncing and 12 hours of driving broke the model. So we were like, crap. So we're working on the tables. And that's when people started coming. Hey guys, hey, sorry, you know, we're working on the and dude gluing and fixing, repairing. We we went back in and there was this thing that they were trying to move models because they were not expecting so many models. I think the most that GSL had was like. 500 around this, you know, and this time was over near 800, I think, or 700 and something. So they were moving tables, moving models. So we were like, hey, we were trying to kind of like get this in the, no, you need to wait. Dude, we ended up submitting the models Friday, like around 3 or 3.30 p.m. Dang. And and was uh was that like the last day or was it the Saturday the last day? Last day was Saturday. So we were cool on time. Okay. We were super good, but last day was Saturday morning. Yeah. Man, and how and like how was that drive? I mean, I, I know you guys had to like, you know, probably take turns like driving um up there, but what was it that I mean it must have been exciting knowing like we're on our way, like over there, but at the same time, it's like was it that adrenaline that was just keeping you guys like awake and like, we got to go, we can't stop. And like, yeah, it, it was a little bit of a mix of everything. I was, I was so tired, brother. When you're super tired that you cannot even 
and I don't want to say it like this, but I was having hard time enjoying the moment because I was like a little frustrated with what happened and still tired. And, and, and we still had to get there and get, you know, register and, and all these things happening. I had a lot of homework. Like I said, you know, mm-hmm. I was doing homework while the ceremony was going <laughs> And still we have to drive back 12 hours and I had to work the next day. It was all these things going on that it was rush and rush and rush. And it was like a blink of an eye, you know? Yeah. But we were driving there and this, it was so real, dude. There's a little section of Arizona. So you're driving California and then you do Nevada, right? So then you enter one tiny corner of Arizona and then you enter Utah right that little part i think they call it like the corridor or something is these these turns and turns and turns and you're surrounded by rocky weird mountains we were going there like around what 3 a.m something like that yeah moon was extremely bright so it was kind of like lighting the mountains in a weird way dude it looked like another planet it looks so weird and you're turning in the in the three-dimensional mountain it was a, it was a really good experience wow yeah that yeah, sounds beautiful, interesting beautiful that's crazy man yeah like i'm just thinking of what you're saying you know like the i don't miss those nights honestly of like staying up late like feeling that pressure because it, it drains you for sure it does, it, it does. and then and then after that, it's like, we got to head out. You get there to the show and you try to make the most of it, but your body's exhausted and your mind too, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And so when we got there, we put the models and we were like, okay, we're going to do a run. And then, you know, we run into someone and talk and this and that. And then it, it, it a crazy experience. When I finally got to really pay attention at the models, that's when I was like, oh, okay, now I see what they're talking about. Yeah. Dude, all these models, you really pay attention. You cannot find one, one error. It, it, everything's so, it's perfection. Every hood that's open, it's packed with detail and perfect detail, not just, you know, throwing things and see what sticks. No, it, it, it's so well organized and I was amazed. I was like, okay, this is something that I'm like another level, definitely another yeah. level. On, on that last day, um, when, you know, it's the last day and it's time to go and all that, uh, was it hard to leave? Or like for even just you viewing the vibe, like the way it was, like did people kind of take their time to leave or, or were like people like, this is jam or how, how was that on that last day for you? I would like to take this opportunity and thank you for mentioning that. I would like to apologize to everybody, to everybody, because um, and even Kristen, I was like, Kristen, we need to go because the show was supposed to or the ceremony was supposed to finish a little earlier. And I was just looking at the hours dude, going by and going by. And I'm like, I still have 12 hours. I haven't done homework. I had I I. The rest of my homework, I did it on my way back on the car. Kristen was driving and I was like on the computer with my cell phone as, you know, uh, as a Wi-Fi. And so when when the ceremony ended, that's when everybody wants to network. 
And fortunately, because of what I want, and this is why, again, I apologize to people because they wanted to like talk to me. And I was like, I am so sorry. I need to go. They were like, what is wrong with you? Calm the fuck down, you know? And I was like rushing, grabbing my stuff and let's go, let's go. The car was already packed and ready to go. Another thing that we do, dude, there was a, an auction for models the Saturday night. We decided to buy all these damn models and then we're like, holy shit, how are we going to take this back, dude? <laughs> all these boxes, we're like, shit! <laughs> so we need to we ended up taking them out under the seats dude it was a mess but the best experience i've ever had gsl it, it's insane all these cool people that i met it was an amazing experience no yeah you know um when you said about like leaving right um i i felt that feeling uh going to nnl because mm -hmm. i remember uh going to nnl like booking a hotel room for the night before right and like showing up the night before you stay in the hotel then the next day is the nnl but then after the nnl i would just like take off right right away because i'm looking at the clock i'm going like all right if this show ends at like like 4 p.m or or 5 p.m depending what time i'm leaving out of here and if i get food or what happens if i leave by 6 p.m out of san jose i won't be getting home till midnight you know yeah, and I'm like, do I want to get home at midnight or do I want to get home at 11 or 10? You know, <laughs> so so I would have to plan like I got to jam early. I got to leave a little early and, you know, you take off. And I remember also like uh, back then taking like a paint class in uh, San Mateo when I, where I met um, my homie Javier, which later you met at Coast Airbrush. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's that's where I met him. And I remember. It sucked because on the last day, because I wanted to enjoy that day, you know, the last day was on a Sunday and, you know, I, I had met some of the other painters and after the, the classes were done, people were going to, like you said, they were going to network, people were going to hang out, they were going to eat and just chill. And that's what I wanted to do, but I needed to get home because I needed to work the next day. Yeah. So I just remember it being like 4 p.m. and I only had time to like like real quick say later on and buy buy a couple things that that was being offered like for stuff and then I took off and I just I don't know I I regret I do regret it but there's nothing I, I can't change the past you know and um I'm just like man I wish I would have had more time but but this one time uh that I went to NNL I actually booked an extra night for the hotel so when the show was done I stayed another night you can go and chill chill and then yeah. And then I went home the next day, like around noon or whatever. I wanted it to be super relaxing, right? That's the best way to do it, dude. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. But but you know what, man? It's tough because, you know, you had homework on top of that. And I mean, dang. I mean, I haven't I haven't gone to school in a long time. And, you know, I know that feeling when you guys work. It's stressful. It's stressful. Yeah. Um, that that uh, episode that you mentioned, I'm actually, like I mentioned before, I'm working on a documentary. I was like filming mm -hmm. myself going through all this crap on, on building the Catalina and going to NNL, filming NNL. And it's, dude, from the beginning all the way till, you know, I get the awards and everything and driving back, doing content. So I'm working on this um, documentary 
part of that documentary, we go and visit Willie, right? Because he is going to take us to Coast Airbrush when we met your friend. So your friend is going to be on my documentary. You were talking and, and, you know, exchanging all this stuff. And we're like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. So that section of, of uh, Coast Airbrush, I'm going to throw it on my on my documentary. Oh, that's dope, man. That's what's up. Yeah, that, he, he'll like that, dude. That's That would be Pretty awesome. Pretty cool guy, by the way. So knowledgeable, dude. He was yeah. showing the, all these artwork with the airbrush and all. I'm like, holy. That's when I was like... <laughs> You know, it was a right, right place, right place in the right time. Yeah, and 100%. it's a trip because he lives in Northern California, but he, you know, he happened to to like come across cross paths there. Um, so that that's pretty crazy. Um, uh, going forward, like, where do you plan to uh, take the Catalina now? Um, you know, it's, let's say for future shows, have you thought of like maybe like NNL next year or? What are your plans, uh, hopefully, you know, for, for viewers or listeners to want to get to see this in person? So the I always try to do a tour with a model. You know, I do, for example, I finish it and I visit the immediate next show, right? Let's let's say, you know, SoCal Open. So and then I start taking it to all the different shows around SoCal. And then when the next year, so-called show, I stopped bringing the, the model, right? Now, the Catalina, because it was the crazy build that I did. It was so difficult to me. And at the same time, GSL, I wanted to put those things together. Like, there is no other time in history that I'm going to be able to do it for myself. So, but the next uh, show that I want to take it to is the one in Santa Maria. Something is not this weekend. But the next one, yes, it's like uh, like like towards the end of the month. I would say yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I'm gonna do. Of course, the Orange Con. I'm gonna do Sprue Fest. I'm gonna take it to NHRA. I'm gonna take it to. Um, there's all these other little shows. Not always IPMs. There's all these random shows. Oh, there's the one that uh, Cruising for a Cure, I believe. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I want to bring it to that, too. So, yeah, it's going to be around if you guys want to see it. You know, I'm always posting on my Instagram uh, where I'm going to take them and, and, you know, the whole schedule. I'm always asking people, hey, where, where's the next show? You know, so we can all go. Yeah, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah, because I, I definitely you know want to see that in person. And, I, and I'm pretty sure a lot of others that saw it online want to also check that out, too, you know. So that's that's something that we definitely want to see. And, you know, for, for like the builds or, you know, like you normally pre-plan, you do your research when the when you decided, all right, I want to do the the Catalina and you start doing your research and, you know, con linking it with Willie and doing all these things. How further out were you in time from like when you started that to the GSL date when you knew, dang, like if I must start now, this is how much time I got. So, dude, it, it, we were talking about it with Willie when he, the whole story, when he gave me the car, he's like, now you have no excuses. I'm like, oh, shit, you know, I have to build it now. He gave me this Catalina. And um, that was two years ago when, mm -hmm. when I assisted to my first so-called open. That's when I met Willie. I think that's when I met you as well. I went to say, oh, no, 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 you, I met you at the other show. So I met 
I met Willie there and then he was like, I, I'm going to take pictures of your car. So that's when we mm. had the conversation. When I went to his place and he set up the booth and he was taking pictures and everything. That was two years ago. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to start it and this and that. But I was like, what can I do with the car? Nothing. I have to do all these ideas that I have in my mind. I have to practice somewhere else. So I started practicing in all these cars that I'm telling you and the spaceships and doing the Mayan thing and painting and doing all this crap, right? Uh, it was on and off because I built the Actros, for example, the Mercedes-Benz tow truck. I built it in between. So the Catalina, I left it on the side and then I retook it and do a little bit. And then I left it again until when I said NNL. It was a month, like two months before NNL that I really mm. hit it hard. Dang. And was it hard to keep it under wraps? Like not saying to anybody, like I'm working on this car to even yeah, show any photos. Really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Really like, hard. like I'm sure, you know, it, it happens to all of us. You do something that you're very satisfied. Like your eyes are just, so it's like eye candy and you take a photo of it and you're like, you take, you're like, wow, this looks sick. And you want to post it, but you resist. Yes. You go, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, want, I need to wait. I need to wait. Exactly. It must have been tough. And this being a, a top secret, you know, because mm -hmm. that, that was one of the things that I have never touched a lowrider. And it wasn't my thing until I was like, oh, crap, you know, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. And everything, you know, the, the dedicated magazine, Willie, who's shout out to Willie. He's such a. And by the way, dude, you know, Willie, uh, Willie's way too humble, dude. He, he should yeah. say more of what he does because he's like oh yeah i know a couple of things when he starts explaining holy shit like you know a lot yeah and then all these bills that he has painted he hasn't put away he's like oh let me think i think i have a bill that i want to show you he pulls it out i'm like what is this thing doing in a box dude seriously <laughs> well I, yeah he pulls bottles and, and he's like art and i'm like willie what take it to shows like no i don't take them to shows come <laughs> on you know yeah yeah <laughs> i i think i learned from the best man i he there is no i couldn't have done it without willie's guidance definitely mm. oh that's awesome yeah props to willie man that's that's oh. dope. it's uh, -huh. uh does it trip you out like from when you started going to like soca open and then like when you started meeting people and then through the years to now like how many people you've met yeah oh yeah oh. Uh, and then and then even that gsl like you know you're, you're traveling more to a lot of more events so something that i have this ability edgar and i was born with this extremely good skill dude i can forget names like nobody else like <laughs> you can you haven't even told me your name and i already forgot about it you know i'm yeah. like I don't know what's wrong with my brain, dude, but I hear three names. I go back to the first person and I'm like blank. Like, yeah, no, nah, it happens. It happens, you know. Dude, uh. So at, at all these shows, there's all these amazing people that it takes me like 10 shows to finally get their name, you know? Like, yeah, I gotta see. It's like I gotta see you more than once, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it, I have that thing, you know? You know, have you uh, have you ever thought about like in the future, you know, maybe next or something like to start uh, traveling to like the East Coast, like the NNL East or just, I don't know, other shows that are uh, like the Acme, that Atlanta show I hear. It's a, 
it's like very popular. A lot of a lot of model builders. I have that. seriously, seriously thought about about expanding my, you know, my visits and kind of like a. It's it's kind of like what I tell people, um, dude. The very backbone of evolution, it's it's competition, and you see that in in animals, in humans, in look at the Olympics, look at politics, look at uh, the car industry, the plane industry, wars. It's human mentality. You have to compete in order to grow. Now that is called sportsmanship, you know competition in a bad way like oh me 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 that is not real competition you know real competition is you get your ass kicked go and shake his hand and be like dude that was amazing you know i'm honored to get my ass kicked you know like by something really that cool so going back to your question yes i have thought about traveling but the issue that i run into dude my models are so weird and and that they break very easily so, dude, I throw my my two trucks in in a box and and take a plane, dude. I'll I'll ride with Legos, dude. <laughs> like things all over, <laughs> all mix, you know. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like you have to find a, a solution to the transporting of your models because, like you said, it's like the sizes, the the, the way the you know the design, everything how it's put together. Um, you know the the slightest movements or like a drop oh. and, you know you 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 have to put it in that basket going through customs yeah. or whatever and then they and then they check it tsa poof, like drops it and you're like hey what the hell and like you said no, you open it on pieces i remember this story you were telling someone i forgot who it was that uh, they were like what do you have on your bag and then you open it everyone's like oh shit that's a cool <laughs> car you know they were looking at your model that's really cool yeah, I'm I'm sure if you like you would have to like open it up and be like, hey guys, you know, there's a model car right here. Be it's careful. Probably, yeah, be very careful. Man, I think I can get away with the Catalina doing that. I think I can yeah. travel with the Catalina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it, that's always kind of an issue. There's like friends that travel all the time and they they have carry-on and I've seen over time how they've kind of evolved buying cases. And just different setups that they got, so this way nothing happens to the models. But still, it could be nerve wracking at oh. some point, you know. Um, which was the show? Um, it it was a Vegas one, I believe. The one that you did, it was like two aircrafts that are like put together. Uh, that you did it in a scale that's not even uh, like made. How did you transport that? Okay, I have done two of those those crazy airplanes so mm -hmm. one that i did one airplane goes on top of the oh you know what i i was telling you about that long time ago on on the other podcast that's the one dang that's crazy right there i'm tripping out on that yeah, this is the one. So that little airplane on the top, that's where the pilot goes. I don't know if you can see the detail on the engine and the machine guns. And then the bottom plane has uh, the, also the, the motor opened. But this is the one. This is the first one. This is 132nd scale. 
So this plane is called a mistal. This plane, uh, if you want to buy a kit, they only sell it in 148, which is kind of like half the size of this. And in 148, um, it, it's pretty small though. It's a cool scale, but I built 132nd, the big scale. So that's the, that's the story. When I arrived the first time at Vegas, they're like, hey, 148 is that way. I'm like, I know, I was carrying my plane. Dude, I just sold you, go that way. I'm like, no. They're like, what the hell? Oh shit, they finally got it, that it was a 132nd. So that one, you have to buy the two planes, you know, and then you make the structure and everything. Now with the crazy other one that you mentioned, the one that is one next to the other, that one is 48 inches in wingspan. It will not fit inside the car sideways. You have to, to put both seats down and slide it all the way in the seats as if it was like a freaking snowboard. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, it's that big. That's crazy. Yeah, it's huge. Dude, uh, it took me a full, almost two days just to build a platform. Mm -hmm. all the bases and all this stuff that holds the wings because it's so fragile it moves so much in the center that the support to transport it has to be perfectly even so designing the transport was a freaking mission and that's a that's a trip um from building uh you know scale scale model airplanes and aircraft and then also doing like vehicles um is, is there one which one came first when you started getting into scale modeling? When I was a kid, I started with, um, okay, so the first model that I built was a NASCAR. My uncle gave it to me. And I was like, yeah, you know, a little car. And my young brother and myself. So I put it together and we were playing that we were mechanics. So we will crush it on the wall, dude, and all these parts flying. And we're like, we're going to assess damage, right? So we used to go and pick up the parts, what broke? Oh, look, this is kind of like, you know, studying the, the damage, you know, and then we'll glue it again and again against the wall. So that was my first model. But personally, I started buying, I wanted to be a pilot when I was a kid, you know? So I started buying uh, planes and building planes and helicopters, that was my passion, dude. And then one of the first cars that I actually, bought for myself when I was in back in the university in Guatemala was a Catalina the same kit a 62 Catalina I built it back in Guatemala I painted it red and I left it there <laughs> dang that's the trip so it came in full circle the, yeah. the Catalina I I have a, a model uh kind of like that like where it was one of those like earlier models that I built and where I, at that moment I was uh I was still in high school and I and I felt like all right this is the best I can do and it was a 67 AMT it was an Impala and and I built it with one color no primer you know and the paint's already like you can see it kind of fading into the styrene right now and I kept the model and and like when I started to learn um how to do like like patterns or lawyer patterns uh -huh. it was a 67 Impala that I stepped back into that and and I did and I I went all out on this on this uh, car uh, with the the help of Armando Flores guiding me with like the paint and like how I wanted it to be getting chrome. So I have both of those cars, and it's to me that's like my full circle. 
you know, like the be the beginning to to like the now as an adult. I have a question for you. Can you can you find that model again? The one that you built, like you said, you know, you build it the first time and everything. Can you find it? Yeah, they still they still make it. All right. So I was trying to start a thing with what you're mm -hmm. saying. I want to show you something. Yeah. This Let's is see. I'm so proud of this thing, dude. <laughs> so check this out. This car is the one that my not this one specifically, it's the same kit. So when I was a kid, my kid, my my uncle gave me this kit. Obviously, that's the one we were crashing against the wall and assessing damage and all that. And, you know, that thing got lost in time. So now a couple, I think it was like a year ago, I was like, it got on me like, okay, I got to get that kit again. The Miller Lite NASCAR. I'm like, I got to get it. I got to get it. I found it, dude. Packed, completely sealed and everything. And I built it live. And the reason why I wanted to build it live, I told the guys, okay, this was the first model I ever built. I want to build it now with all the skills and, you know, knowledge that I acquired throughout the years. I'm like, I don't want to build it like that. I want to resemble how I built it back in the day. So, dude, I bought a tester's glue, the one that it's crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one with the red, it's like a red bottle. The, the orange red. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. The one that smells so strong. Mm -hmm. Dude, I started the live build. All these people started coming. I think, I don't know if you were there. I only use my hands and the tester thing. I was breaking the part. Oh, I like twisting like it. From, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And why? And you can see all the glue, the decals are all like shit, everything. But this is what I wanted to do. Build the car that had started me on this thing, dude. The very first thing that I ever touched. And that's why I display it so pro, you know. This is what started me in scale modeling. And oh. I build it how I build it. Like, oh, crappy with no colors, with nothing. Look at the tires with the huge, you know, center marks and, and everything, dude. It's, it's, it's a glue bomb. Literally a glue bomb. Oh, that's dope. Man, I like but that concept, what you're saying. You I wanted to start a thing of people getting yeah. their models. And yeah, like... Like the ones that like started me off um, when I started going to like my first like hobby store, it was um, a 62 uh, Bel Air by AMT. And then there was also the 58 Impala by AMT. Like those were always like kits that I want to say they were probably like, like, I don't know if they were like eight bucks or something, you know, and I would constantly just be buying that kit because they were, they were cheap. And I, I, I still remember like just building it and and having it set right and it was just stock it wasn't slammed it wasn't custom nothing you know and like in order for me to look at this car like to look slammed right i remember i would get the car and i would uh go on lay like lay on my bed and normally you know my bed was made so like the the top of the sheet was always smooth or whatever always smooth, yeah but but then i would like kind of like mess it up so so the the sheets kind of like you know mountainy whatever and yeah. then i would get the car and i'd put it in there so then the car would look slammed right nice. and, and and i would just lay there and i would just be staring at it like imagining like you know what if this car was for real what if i own this car and just admiring the um, like a 62 bel-air like 
every angle from the sides, the corners, you know, from from different angles of the shape of, of the car. It wasn't a it wasn't an Impala. I, I could I had no access. I don't even know if even a 62 Impala model kit even existed at that time when I was a kid. The Bel Air was the closest thing. And and I, I, I just fell in love with the car, you know, that I would even say if, if I saw a 62, if I had an opportunity to buy a 62 Impala or a Bel Air, I'd go with the Bel Air. I know everybody would be like Impala, but it's like, I don't know what it is, but the Bel Air for me. Dude, right now that you're saying this, it, it hit me so hard right now with memories. And to everybody that's listening and to everybody in scale modeling in general, I want to make this observation. I was standing, dude. I, I walked in the in the GSL main room and it was packed with people. Dude, I crossed my arms and I was looking around. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, we're all a bunch of freaking kids, dude, enjoying something that never, we, we, we never passed this, you know? We still enjoy the models. We still enjoy looking at them and you're proud of what you build. And dude, you feel the same thing that you felt with, like when you're explaining right now, how you felt with dude doing your bed and putting them and just staring at the damn thing for hours and, and getting those feelings like wishing and dreaming. I remember my planes and when I was a kid, I wanted to make myself small and jump in the cabin and be able to fly one of those planes, you know, it's all these memories and dude, look how old we are now. And we're still on the same thing with the same passion. That's, that's gotta be amazing, dude. It it, it is amazing. Yeah, no, it it is, man. I I feel like, you know, when you, uh, when you, when you go to a show and, and, you know, there's vendors who are selling uh, either things from their collection or just um, like old magazines and stuff like that. When I was a kid, I never, I wasn't aware of any like scale auto or whatever, like magazines, right. From back then. And I remember uh, some years back going to the show and just picking up some old issues from the nineties and at home, like now, you know, just casually flipping through the pages and just, being like, wait a minute, there's an ad here for bare metal foil? I didn't even know that existed. Like, I know it exists now, but I didn't know it existed back then. It was already advertised. And I just remember as a kid, you know, thinking like, how am I going to paint the trim on this car, like on the Impala? And I remember just like putting tape and then getting a marker or, or just spraying it. And then you're like, oh, we got it. And then you take off the tape and it's already running down. Bleeding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or it's just it's just like acting weird. Or you buy the um the uh the testers like silver. And then I remember, I remember those brushes. It was like the bristles were even plastic. Yeah. And you so it. And, yeah, and then you're like dying. And then you could see like just like the paint just flowing everywhere and like not doing what you wanted it to do. And you'd be like, damn, I guess this is the best. It's gonna be done. When when I was a kid and I was building planes, uh, my mom wanted me to, you know, paint because I I I had the ability of drawing when I was a kid, right? So my mom wanted me to paint in oil colors. So she sent me to these oil color, you know, uh, classes and everything. And she bought me the oil colors, the canvas, and I was like, oh, you know, 
freaking Da Vinci stuff, Michelangelo being, you know, painting my, my <laughs> landscapes and volcanoes, all that crap. But my thing, I was like, I want to go back to my planes. And I was like, oh, I have the fine brushes, right? Not the testers one. I'm like, oh, I'm different. Dude, I wanted to paint my planes with the oil colors. It looked like crap. They will never dry. You put the finger and it was like a big stain. Trying to get, you know, those looks that you wanted for it. And I had no idea all this crap. And actually, when I started, it didn't exist. All that stuff, dude. It was mostly model masters, enamels. I never had about um, acrylics. So yeah, all that stuff is new. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Like I always use the the rattle can, and I remember uh, going to Walmart and at some point seeing that they were selling like a set where it was like an aerosol can of just air, and you connect like a tube. And you could have like your airbrush. The airbrush. Yeah. I so many of those uh, badger. Yeah. Badger will sell them. And it, it never really. Um, if anything, I just spent more time troubleshooting it or like trying to figure out like what. But I really never like could say like I painted a full car and like you know just sat on the body waiting for for it to dry. I got in trouble once because I noticed the badger thing. It was like a like a like a valve, like a car valve. From mm -hmm. the tires oh we me with my imagination dude i was like i finished like three of those and my mom's like i'm not gonna buy more of those things they're expensive and i'm like oh. so i remember the valve i'm like i have an idea i walk outside and i see the car dude i try the tire and i'm like yes you Dang. know so dude i finished the first tire oh my genius as most of the other one dude the whole car was sitting on flat tires. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of like painted my mom got freaking yeah. what the hell? You know, the whole That's car. crazy. Yeah, I did it with tires one time. Man. I remember those guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was Humbro. Humbro paints. Little metal tiny containers. Uh-huh. You ever see those? What what was the name again? Humbro. H-U-M-B-R-O-L, Homebrolls. They were French, I think, or something. I think so. It sounds familiar. I, I remember a, a, a paint of brand called Boyd, like B-O-Y-D. Oh, but those were uh, spray cans. Yeah, the, the rattle yeah. cans, like the smaller. But I still have a few of those, like old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still remember that. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy because, like, even in high school when I was, um, uh, like, a senior, I remember – during that time i was in building models but i still um it, it, it's almost one of those things like it, it was still there like in the back of my mind but i just didn't know anybody that was like doing it right so during that time i was just like paying attention you know like to other things like music like getting into the things but i still remember uh there was a kid who i went to school with in uh junior high and I ran into him, you know, in, in high school and he um, he was taking like this, like it was like a I don't know the, the proper name for it, but it was like an Air Force kind of class or something where he would have to come in uniform um, oh. like maybe once a week or, or, or so for this for this class. But he was walking in the school and he, he had this box and inside the box was a helicopter, like a scale model. 
Nice. And he, I saw it, you know, and I was like, and it was like military colors, you know, like a, like a matte finish. Now that now that I think of it, you know, it wasn't glossy or nothing like that, right? And I was like, damn, that looks bad, right? And at the time, I was like, dude, like, how'd you paint that? And he's like, oh, I airbrushed it. I'm like, you know how to airbrush? Like, to me, that was like very foreign, you know? And he's like, yeah, yeah, just, you know, did do it right here at the house. And and I just kept telling him, man, if if I go to the store and I buy like a, a 64 Impala, would you paint it for me? And I'll and I'll build it. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, for real? He's like, yeah. And then um, it, it, I almost feel bad because it, it's <laughs> like, um, you know, I, I had him commit to it, you know, and and I gave it to him. And then he was like, what color do you want it? And I was like, I don't know, like a red or something, you know, like I just I just want it to look dope. <laughs> and, then, and then he takes it and i mean it took him a while to like paint it but i was never bothering you know i'm like hey what's up with the car you know it's just time passed and then when i got it he gave it to me but he seemed to be like in a rush you know okay. but he gave it back to me he's like hey here you go dude like you know I, it, it's painted all you got to do is assemble it all right i'm like yeah, yeah cool 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 and i was just like hey what do i owe you or what and he's like no 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 no, no. I, I gotta go i gotta go so then you know i'm looking at the car and I'm like, dang, this is dope. And, you know, he he painted it a, a red color, but, and you know, it was more like a metallic kind of red wow. under the sun. I was like, dope. And then the bottom was like silver, black interior. So I remember like just gluing it and like keeping it, you know, and I bought a little case for it and everything. And and I thought it was dope. I was like, finally, I, I got to I have a like a dope little model right here, you know. Nice. Then it hit me. I was like, later, it started to bother me because I was like, but I didn't even paint it, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I just assembled it. Like I felt kind of fake sort of, you know? Uh, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, but, but that's the cool thing that you were looking for resources to get, you know, something yeah, like to get pulled uh, back yeah, in or burning. something, you know? Yeah. And, um, and like, you know, I ended up putting the model away and time passed. And then I remember like, I don't know, I was like bored or something. Like I felt like I wanted to get into something again. Right. Like, a, like, I wanted to, I didn't know what, like, I, I like, yeah, like, you know, I collected trading cards. I was into that, but I didn't want to get back into that. And then I was, I was into like comic books back in the day. And then I didn't, you know, I didn't want to get too into that. I wanted to do something creative. Yeah. So then, you know, I started buying like, oh, I found the model here, a model there. And I would still kind of put them away, you know, not really do much, but it wasn't until like later where, um, you know, I, I was into like running, like, you know, there was a, mi a minute where I was like, like running, like, and even my homies would get together, would go like exercise, just running. Right. Right. And, and then I remember at some point I couldn't run no more because my knee started to hurt okay. like bad. Right. And, um, and it was almost like I made an excuse for myself. Like I, I just started building the models and my friends like, Oh wait, so, so you're going to like, start running and building models and start building so you can get better and i'm like yeah 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 yeah. and i just ran with that i'm like oh this is how i'm getting better you know this is curing me because i'm just sitting down and i'm doing something yeah. and and then you know i just started to transition back into it but by then i was like you know what there has to be a lot of research like on the internet there all the answers have to be out there you know like like there has uh, whatever I couldn't do then I could I'm pretty sure I could do it now I just need to know I need to know the information 
exactly you know and and once once i started to kind of like find like scratching the surface a little then i started meeting people more and more and more and then that that circle of friends started to grow big where now once i started to go to shows and get exposed to seeing what i was seeing i was like i was like uh like this is nuts like like i'm i, I feel complete you know yeah like yeah, this yeah. thing that you know i had in the back of my mind like this connection thing that i grew up that was there and then i moved on to other things but it was still there and i stepped back into it and I was, yeah and i was like dang like i don't know it was just crazy like the that feeling you know i of, think it never leaves you dude like once you do it you 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 kind of like stuck with it yeah you want to go back to it and redo it and I instead of me being like, oh, you know what? I'm I think I'm done with I'm like, I keep buying more crap and I have so many to build and ideas, dude. Yeah. If I could work on every idea, <laughs> never end. I yeah. like six lives, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. I mean, I, I always I get excited when I meet someone when they say, Oh, I just started doing it like a year ago, two years ago. And, and seeing that progression of the level that they're at, I, I like it because it, it's like, it just goes to show that it's never too late, you know? Like no matter what age you're at, if, if you're, you know, whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever age or young. Dude, Kristen, I, I, I kind of like hate how Kristen builds, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't like that. I started like everybody else building yeah. shit. And here comes this girl, like oh, do, do, do. magic. I'm like, yeah. how? How? <laughs> I'm like, holy crap, dude! Like four models plus mm -hmm. couples is done. But I remember, dude, my first models, like you said, no paint, freaking using, you know, wall, you know, glue to to put them together, and I don't know it nothing to do with what there's out there now yeah but it's um it's crazy because I, i feel like the the more information that that we put out like the output we put out uh and like into the community it's like a curve yeah and it also like it saves um uh the community years right like like a modeler like by you sharing some info and some tips like this is what you can do it, it just saves them years to learn that Because if they go off on their own, they're going to learn it, but it might take a longer time. Yes. Because I know there's stuff I've learned that I, I learned it within months that I know, man, that would have took me some years to wrap my head around it and seeing yeah. like, like, to come well, up with the ideas and the solutions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for real. They were the pioneers. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's kind of a trip, like when, when things like that, you know, happen because we see something and we're like, you know, we want to replicate that or try to do something like that. Or, you know, like, let's say I see one of your cars. I'm like, dang, how do you, how do you even start or what? But later, if you break it down and you're like, look, this is step one, step, uh -huh. two, step three. And then I, I see everything come together. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, let me try yes. it now. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just save me some, some time right there. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. You know, they look complicated, but Dude, like they say, every journey starts with the first step. Yeah, that's a cool. And and uh, as far as your uh, like these awards now, 
have you found a proper place? Like, where are you going to put them? Or? Dude, I have awards under my bed. I have freaking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's so, so many of, you know, the little ones that um, I have no room. I, I think I'm going to put the nice ones in display and the other ones I'm just going to start kind of like, you know, piling them up or putting them in boxes or something. Yeah. I need more display cases for more models too. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, like, because as far as like your your work area, you know, um, do you work in chaos? Is it or is your bench? Do you like to clean? I am the you... messiest person in in the freaking planet. I it, it's crazy because I like everything organized, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna become a, I'm gonna be an adult, and I organize everything. Dude, five minutes into the model, everything's like a mess again. I'm like, I, I'm a messy builder. I am a messy builder. But it, it's crazy because your mind is so into the build that you're here and then you're just extending your hand and grabbing and you're not worried about putting it nice. And No, you're just going all over the place. I mean, I don't think that's the way to do it, but unfortunately yeah i mean everybody like works different you know like some people like to clean their desk and everything have it cleared before they get started i i try i try to like clean mine as much as i can or like when i'm done just because my daughter i don't want her like reaching over and getting like a hobby yeah or something you know so i have to kind of like put all that stuff um away but there is times though sometimes where i'm working on something and i just kind of leave it as it is i'll be like i'll continue tomorrow and I mean, the tools are put away, but the models are there, like the seats, everything's there. And um, she sees it, but she don't she don't get it, you know. And I'm like, all right, cool. I've never had to tell her, no, don't don't get that. Yeah, exactly. it's like she knows it's, that it's, is dangerous. You have to be careful. Yeah. Apple dude or a hobby knife or, you know, mm. you know, the problem with me and I've heard this a long time. You have to prioritize. I I cannot sacrifice the things I like. And dude, I have school, I have work, I have scale modeling, I like real cars, I have my stuff, I'm working with other things. The problem with me is always time. I don't have the time. So when I sit down, unfortunately, I cannot be like, oh, I'm going to clean and do it. I'm straight up build and I'll finish tomorrow. I'll worry about it tomorrow. Look at GSL. I barely finished the car. If I would, and throughout my my documentary, I'm like, mm-hmm. and I show my mess. I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. Look at, I don't have time to clean. It's yeah. unfortunate, but if if I clean, I I don't finish my model. So, which one is you know more important? So with me, it's always time the problem. Yeah, no, I I feel you. Um, I I feel like I've I've had that issue. Um. You know, for for the longest, I feel like I, I was I was thinking of back like before you know like before me and my girl got together and we had our baby and everything. Like I used to have so much time, right? I, I was like, you know, uh, doing this, doing that, and then things kind of kind of stopped for a while. I even had to stop doing the podcast for just because of the responsibilities, you know, kick in and. And like as time passed, I remember like when I started to do the interviews back up again, 
uh, with my guests, you know, there were some guests who were also like uh, first time fathers and, and they will start to tell me like, look, don't trip. Like your, your kid's going to grow and that you're going to get the time because I remember the beginning feeling like, nah, I think this is it forever. Like, it's impossible. Thought, yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever gonna have time to ever build. Like, you know, I might have to until maybe I'm fifty or something, right? I was thinking like that, but then as time went on, I started to see like the opportunities of time. Of like, okay, I know like during the day I gotta work, but then this time to this time's family time, and then from this time, you know, I could either rest or I could devote like a couple hours to building, um, or on this day, I'll devote it just to conducting interviews again, you know, I had to just kind of find that balance in the organization. But then even then it hit me, there would be times where I'd have the time and I have the project in front of me, but there's no motivation, you know? Exactly. And I'm just like sitting there and then I'm looking at the clock and then like an hour goes by, two hours go by. And I'm just like, damn, like I didn't even do nothing you know, and I feel empty. And then I go to sleep. And then the next day is kind of the same thing. But then um, it, it took time to get that motivation to get out of that funk. But I think my motivations change now, like, now, you know, when I see, you know, the, the kind of work you guys do, and other modelers do, but then like, from what you tell me, you know, like, like, you're putting in time, you're staying up late, and you're, and you're making it happen. Like, those are all things that keep me going because I'm like, the time is now, you know, um, 100%. what am I waiting for? You know, do I really want to see this bill or what? So I just, I'm just like, you know, I have to go in. I, I learned the hard way that discipline, I was, I, I'm trying to discipline myself to stuff like that. And now that you're talking about time, what I ended up sacrificing, dude, I don't watch TV. I don't, you know, go out anymore and then just, you know, waste time. And then by all means, it doesn't mean because you also need to be social. You also need all those kinds of, of things in your life, you know, be social and stuff. But I kind of like put that away so I can get more things done that I like. I like to work on my on my cars. Uh, I have a motorcycle. Um, I love the, the entrepreneurship thing. I'm always looking for things to do. I sell scale models. I buy scale models. I build scale models. I, I have to work. I have to. So what I ended up doing is kind of like sacrificing the waste of time, watching TV, just laying without doing anything, being on the phone for hours. I All those things, dude, I'm like, what do I want? Watch dumb stuff on Facebook or build the stuff that I like, you know? And you brought a good topic, dude, motivation. I I was going through Facebook and I started noticing that some people were like, well, I'm not motivated anymore. I see, go through my stash and nothing really, you know, catches my attention. I started telling a, a few guys, look, whether you are into race cars, classics, uh, planes, figures, bro, go on YouTube, begin to watch videos about, if, if you're into cars, classic shows, and these, and races, and, and collectors, and people explaining, dude, it gets you fired up. You watch a few of those and you don't even want to finish watching. You want to go to your model and start 
duplicate because it inspires you to to do all that stuff if you're into planes watching you know, all videos about airplanes and you know flying and all that stuff duty gets you going no but, you're right yeah because even um on one of the one of the bills i was doing this gtr the r35 um you know the the box art is what what grabbed me but then once i started uh researching the car and i started uh, finding like these like three minute five minute little music videos where it was it was nice because i mean it had good music on it but it was more the cin cinematography the, the way everything was filmed and you know different angles and it was like at, the, at night are so badass oh big time yeah it made yeah. it made the car like this is like like the best car out there right like every Dude. every video like you know was like damn this car is a badass car rolling slow yeah yeah that gets you going dude yeah and i'll just be like dang like you know this is this is what i want my car to look like yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude i i have to see that civic i saw pictures i'm like god damn like oh, seriously, yeah, I yeah yeah no you will you'll when see you were asking me i'm asking you now when are you going to bring this car to a show yeah i mean um Whatever upcoming show that that I have, you know, the time to to come to, I'll, I'll bring it out. Are you gonna I, go to Santa Maria? You know that one. I, I won't be in town that okay. during that weekend. Um, it, it's it's crazy because like it's kind of like you, like you know, you want to do like this tour thing. Yeah. And um, I do want to bring it to NNL next year, you know. But but that's the thing with me too. It's like uh, I want to take it to as many shows as I can that I'll be attending. Uh, but then. It gets to a point where once, you know, like a year or, you know, that time passes, I just, I just want to put it back in its case and just have it in my room. And it, I don't know, like, a, a like, I'll, keep, like I'll, I'll, I'll keep it, but I just like keeping my cars kind of low key, like just, just chilling. And then I'll, I'll, I don't know, maybe I'll bring it out or something, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want you to see it. You oh no, yeah, dude. Yeah, I saw the work. I was like, okay. No, thanks. You guys are some serious stuff now. Yeah, there, there there's a lot of things that I learned um from that car. And there is still like I still have another another uh, EF9 Civic that I would want to build like later. Um learning from what I learned from this one and then applying it to this one, but then adding more uh to it because like I love that car, but there is like you know, like a couple of things that I go, oh man, I should have done maybe this a little different, but I didn't know until now that I see it. But I'm like, ah, it's no big deal. Like on the next one, you know, I'll uh, I'll definitely uh, switch those things up. But you know, but you were saying about how um, things that don't excite, right? Like the like the stashes and all that. Um, there there was a time where where I kind of went through that too, where um, I would like stack up projects or just things that I'd buy, I'd put them in my closet, right? And every time I'd open the closet, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, like, I can't wait to build these. And then I started to build them, but then I, I reached the point where I kind of burned myself out. And then that motivation just kind of died. And I feel it's because my interests changed, right? Like I was buying a lot of lowrider cars, I was buying a lot of custom cars, and like the Ford shoe boxes, uh, Mercs and all that. Uh -huh. But then I I did build, you know, some of those cars, but then after a while, I was just telling myself, all right, I need to step out of my comfort zone. You know, I need to start building other things that are that are different that I'm new to. 
And then, um, but then I was like, but wait, I still have all these projects. Like, you know, what, what do I do? So one of the solutions was, is I started either um, selling, trading, or giving away some of those like projects. Okay. And, and even some that I didn't even start on, they were still like pretty, you know, new or whatever. Uh-huh. And once, once I felt like I was getting rid of responsibilities, I guess, I don't know, <laughs> I don't, or attachments, I don't know. But yeah. then once I started acquiring like new cars, that was something totally different. That was like more exciting because now it's more challenging. And I was like, all right, I, it feels cool. Like I'm stepping into something new, you know, like a new stage or whatever. And, and then when I would see like freshly new artwork or whatever, I was like, I was just pumped, you know? And I know, I know like on Instagram, you know, I've seen some model builders that they'll acquire kits, but then later they're just like, Hey guys, um, I'm selling all these kits. Yeah. I'm, I don't plan on building them, but they're from the stash, you know, hit me up, you know, if you want them or whatever. And I'm sure like, you know, once they sell them, it's a great, it's a great feeling like a weight off their back. Like, cool. Like I don't have to like commit to that no more. It's gone. I noticed that it's very easy to, to start collecting a bunch of shit. Like seriously, dude, you can, there's modelers out there. People look at my stash, 3000 models, bro. You need six lifetimes to, to build all that stuff and don't do anything else. Just build. It's impossible. It's impossible. At the end of the day, it's just going to be, you know, I am sorry to say it, but I'm going to be there too. Another dead guy that somebody gets rid of their collection. That That's it. So what I did on it's kind of like to combat, you know, that aspect of scale modeling. And at the same time, don't lose my motivation. I started getting only the very models that I really go like, wow, this is something in, for, for example, to me, racing is a big thing, right? So I started collecting only Le Mans winners, big famous cars that I know that if I'm going to have my Le Mans collection, it's these real race cars or like a very, you know, unique BMW that I like. I like the brand, you know, I like Porsche, BMW, Audis. Those are my things, right? So now that I did the low rider, I was like, and here he goes. I have to do a 64 Impala. I always liked the car, always liked it. Um, when I work with a uh, shop, that uh, we used to with a with a race car shop this the owner he owned a 64 it was light blue but it was on bags i think it was on 20 22s low profile tires and bag the car was insane dude i always liked the car and now that I'm doing the lowrider thing, I'm like, I still have some paint left over. I think I'm going <laughs> to try to like do it. Do it. Yeah, I, I have to. Oh, I have to do a, a 64. But there's so many other things that I, I cannot make up my mind what model to start next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's just so many options, you know, that, that are out there. But I... But yeah, you're right. I mean, it is uh it's easy and very addicting to collect like kits. Super and 
and it, it's almost the same with like you know even myself i find myself being addicted to like getting like aftermarket products because it's not just the kit now i want i want to add want this crap around it. yeah I want, i want this custom that yeah. custom you know or even finding like uh materials and and things like that like You know, even even at work, like you know, my my uh, my dad would be cutting stuff up, and he'd be like throwing away these like really thin wires, and I'm like, you have to collect them. Like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, don't throw yeah. them. Just hold on to them. You know, give them to me. Don't throw them out. You yeah, know, I, I could use these. You know, I'm always yeah. looking for crap like that too. Yeah, yeah, and there's all these like little like things you could always uh, reuse. You know, for for the builds right there, but you know, I like. Right now I'm working on a high ace. That's like another a van, a Toyota van. And I'm just like, I'm like super like motivated, you know? There's because I, I go, what's holding me back? The time is now, you know? Hey, hey, do it, dude. I, 100%. I know high aces, dude, like the back of my hand. Um, I think I told you in the previous, my mom used to have a business, school buses, right? She used to have a transportation business. And all of the cars that we had originally were high aces dang that's the first high ace that she ever bought was an 87 high ace round lights little tiny there were two types the high ace and the light ace i don't know if you ever saw those i've never seen the light ace no okay google it l-i-t-e ace <laughs> you okay. you'll see it later but we we had one light ace and like five different high aces uh -huh. um, I learned to drive on a five-speed on the column high ace. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, five-speed on the column high ace. Uh, four four four-cylinder diesel engine. Uh -huh. That's they were. All were diesels. Wow! Beautiful Toyotas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, that's crazy. I wonder if there'll uh, be any at the that show this weekend. Oh, I definitely. Definitely, they're gonna be a lot of them. Yeah. The Model Fs, the High Aces, the Light mm -hmm. Aces, the Land Cruisers. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Do you do you want to uh, plug anything in um, upcoming? So I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you're you know. If so check this out. We I can only release more information, but at the same time, I want to start spreading the word. It's gonna be amazing. They're speaking about High Aces and Japanese cars, JDMs. So. There is going to be a show. Um, you're going to assist to the Toyota Classic. That's next to the Queen Mary, right in, in Long Beach. So the next show in October is going to be the Japanese Classic Show. So all Japanese cars, JDMs. And there's going to be a scale model show too. So we need to go through the whole um, polish, the dynamics, and all the details in order to to really come up with the information, but get ready. That's all I can say. Pre-1995 JDMs. I'm, I'm actually, I don't want to give this away, but but speaking about, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's dope. I like uh, Initial D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm definitely gonna, crack open a new kit for that oh. show definitely i i, I want to participate in it too. oh yeah oh like, you have any to. kind of support just to like have a model like you know for people to see you know and and the same with like 
everyone watching, you know, or listening, like um, mark the calendar or, or stay tuned for more info that that will develop as the weeks go by. And it'd Thank be you. dope. It'd be dope to uh, participate if you're going to be out here in Southern California and in Long Beach. You know, all, all I can say is anything JDM pre 1995. There you There's go. a lot of kids out there. Beautiful kids. Yeah. So we have to go through the details and that way I can release, you know, more information, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I know for sure we'll, we'll, we'll do a, like a follow-up episode dedicated even to that, like going through all the details, you know, for that. I think that'd be awesome. Thank you, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, time flies by and you know, that's one thing that we always battle is the time. So we yeah. need, we need time you know, to build and create out of time. <laughs> <laughs> and have this. So nah, yeah. it's dope. any, any shout outs uh, before we wrap up this episode? Daniel? Uh, to everybody, everyone uh, who is watching this. Thank you guys. Thank you for continuing with the model, you know, with the whole plastic addiction, whether you build anime, uh, insects, whatever the hell you build boats uh thank you thank you for uh for all these you know support from my friends uh from you know my my close friends chris and willie with you know this uh this show was about kind of like the what i accomplished at gsl and and it's kind of like a like a group thing you know i always learn from a lot of people um from my Patreons. I have, you know, a Patreon channel and I have a lot of support from my Patreons. And, and it's cool because, you know, when you're building, you're not doing other things. And for people to support that, it's super cool. So shout out to you, brother, for keep, you know, so speaking about discipline, you are so disciplined on, on continuing with your work and it's growing. You can definitely see everybody knows you. Scale Riders is being known. So thank you, brother, for continuing this as well. Uh, thank you, man. And uh, congratulations, too, on your awards, you know, making history, putting in that work right thank there. You. Just keep inspiring us, man. Keep up the good work. Um, it's, and, it, uh, it's, it's a both-way thing, dude. I get inspired from all of you guys, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm looking forward, you know, to uh, to what's coming, the, Definitely. Uh, the game show that you guys are going to be doing. So. Let's stay in touch, and I want to see that too, yeah. dude. Awesome. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, you have Thank a good you. night and uh, shout out to everybody, too. Uh, you, for too. Tuning in. Take All care, right? everyone. Thank you, guys. Cool. All right. Peace out. Later.